You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after-show entertainment. Very good, from the AfterBuzz Studios in Los Angeles, California, presented by Maria Menunos and Bing.com, and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies, this is AfterBuzz TV's Girls After Show. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest news and gossip. And now, another post-game wrap-up show for your favorite TV show. It's AfterBuzz TV's Girls After Show. What's up, everybody? Thing is for doing, and we are doing another episode of Girls, One Man's Trash, Episode 5. I'm your host, Kelly, and hanging out with me are... Is another man's treasure, Thomas. (laughs) That was a good one. And bringing all the spice is Spicy Mare. And Miriam Gonzalez. And we have a very, very special Uh, guest on the couch with us tonight. Hey, yes. Coming from, from Harlem. From, Ronnie yeah, from, Media. From, from New York, back East in Cali. Coast. This is great. Oh, best show, too. Giving us some of that authentic East Coast flavor. I'm trying. Yeah. I'm, try- I'm making all the mistakes the characters are making on this show. So, yes, maybe that. Yeah. You got a New York accent yet? No, just again, the craziness like Hannah the does. Coffee, that's, that's what I do. Yeah. The mall and the dog. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's awesome. It's awesome. Everything's awesome. Yeah. Well, let's talk about Ray and Cafe Grumpy because he is totally Cafe Grumpy right now. Uh, did you see the sign that they were that he was writing on when when the show opened? Yeah, never go to sleep again or don't go to sleep again. <laughs> yeah, but it has like the sleeping person and then something with like whacked out eyes on coffee, <laughs> like hyped up on caffeine. <laughs> would that would that be how you would look if you sexed it? Like if you sexed it, like if you sexed it, like running out somewhere. Okay, so hey, well, you know the, the show opens and Hannah th- thinks that she invents a new word, the sex it. So have you guys ever heard that term used I've before? I've never heard of the sex it. No. Okay, she thinks that it's something about, like, a sexy exit. I like, like that. I like that yes. I like that idea that she had or what she thought that it meant. Mm-hmm. That, I mean, that's kind of a cute thing. Like, you're vibing with somebody, you know, that you meet somewhere, and then you're like, hey. Let's, uh, <laughs> right? It's yeah. going to get hot. Yeah. Like, when well, well, she said, when she <laughs> oh, said no. the sex it, I was thinking, like, after sex when you get up to go pee, and you, like, make sure your hair is down your back, and you're getting up <laughs> butt naked, you know, making sure that your curves are just right, walking away to the bathroom. Mm-hmm. That's what I was thinking of a sex it. But then when... And he looked it up in the Urban Dictionary. Mm-hmm. It said that it was what? It was awkward. a hasty, awkward exit in the middle of sex. Yeah. But sex it could be like, girl, let's sex it. Like, let's do it. Like, that's what I think it could be. Like. <laughs> let's do it. It could also be like, uh, hey, I came, I saw, I hit it, and now it's time to quit it. I, I go me well, Which goes on the awkward thing. I totally think it's the awkward, goofy, like, sex it. You're, you're out of there. You I, had, yeah. Yeah, but it, the Urban Dictionary, didn't they say that it was mm-hmm. before it was finished, though? It was like yeah. in the like, middle yeah. of yeah. it? Like, it's, mid-sex? Who, like, what's oh. Yeah. Uh-huh. Getting ridden, and all of a Don't sudden she's that. like, "All right, I'm gonna leave." Actually, and then it's like, that "Sorry, <laughs> yeah, I'm not like, finishing." Uh, end of that. Over it, and then before it's finished. Yeah. Ew. So, so if you're narcoleptic and fall asleep during, would that be a sex <laughs> it? Or you just, 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 anyway. Yes. Or like, say they say Pretty the much. wrong. Okay, a, a good sex it would be is like if they say the wrong name, and you're like, "Oh, I'm out of here." 
Yeah, oh. like that yeah. would be a sex it. Ooh, this yeah. is like ratchet. Hasn't we just broke happened, this down. And it better not. Mm. If for those of you viewers at home who might ever have the possibility of having sex with me. But <laughs> After Buzz <laughs> exclusive. <laughs> but you cannot just say the wrong name. But I'm just saying like that's something that would be like a sex it. Or like if they said something that just didn't turn you on that was kind of weird, you would have a sex it. Or maybe it was like some weird like dirty talk or something mm-hmm. or it just got uncomfortable right. so you just kind of cut Half it. Half of the stuff that Adam says. <laughs> it just seems like yeah, all the passion and then all of a sudden something bizarre and crazy and Happens. then now, now, now it needs to be over. So yeah. that and But I kind of liked her definition better. I liked hers way better. That was kind better. of cute. Did you guys mm-hmm. like the way she was dressed? Oh. Oh God. I adored it. Shanna. I was okay with that. I don't know. But <laughs> with her, the little jumpsuit? Her crotch was eating her shorts. <laughs> and and so was her ass. That crotch was hungry. So I'm the only one. <laughs> I think if it would have been half a size bigger, maybe, yeah. and like a little bit longer, it might have, you know, kind of offset. What was her know. thought process when she was picking out her wardrobe for this scene? Like, when, she wanted to make us uncomfortable with her clothing. Mm. What, she, her, what is her thought process in every scene when she's picking out her <laughs> outfit? She has the most bizarre outfits. But I think that it kind of digs deep into her character that she does things to make cause conversation to make people talk about it and seeing someone at work wearing that outfit people are going to talk about it I think that her character thinks that she looks good or is she just a hipster well she thinks that she looks good in anything I think that wait that's so weird that she thinks she looks good in anything and she yeah. has such weird confidence issues but yet with the looks and, and making herself look bad that's gonna make mm-hmm. her feel good about herself that's very interesting I think interesting. she's going mainly for the shock value yeah. and, this, and, mm. and we learn as she starts talking about her experiences her experiences all rely on people's reaction to her and that's what I think she wants to write about so everything from her clothes thought process and how she does and says and you know how mm-hmm. she handles life it's all for shock value because she doesn't want to be just in you know the cookie cutter normal yeah. thing she wants to be a little outrageous and I think that's kind of shows in her clothes mm-hmm. and what we've talked about in past episodes that everything she does she has an agenda she doesn't know how to just live life because she feels like she should be doing these wow. certain things to get this certain reaction so she can write these certain mm-hmm. stories yeah. when she doesn't realize that her life every day is a story if she just stops and took in what was just happening naturally. Right. Well, I kind of wonder, like, when someone is, is going to call her out for her clothing. Like, if that's going to be written in. No, I'm serious. Like, as funny as it is, if I'm someone's going to, like, Marnie's going to, like, rip her apart and be like, why are you wearing this hand? I've loved you, but girl, change it. Yeah. Like, she does not wear clothes that are made for her or fit for her but body. But see, I feel like when I'm walking in New York, I do see girls that look just like that. And it's oh like, it's, it's nothing. And it's more like, I'm trying to mm-hmm. learn and study the style of New York myself. And it's like an embodiment of, like, this is how you're going to rock it today. I feel good in it. And that's what it's mm-hmm. going to be and I thought like again because we see Hannah be so insecure on so many levels I think it's refreshing although it could be shock value-ish that she does wear these bizarre looks and, and it works for her but that, that's kind of how I see it I mean and it could just be because she has such a bizarre personality and it matches perfectly with that yeah. because she definitely handles situation in, in, in a very unique way she does have unique reactions to things just automatically with the things that she says and kind of what things kind of you know, excite her and what she's fascinated by, and maybe it's just an all-encompassing thing? I've never seen a girl who's comfortable with just, like, a roll hanging out and not wanting to tuck it back in. Well, it could be, like, she's, okay, because body image, it could be she's so worried mm-hmm. about it that this is her way to strike back. Like, I'm going to strike back. I can totally see that's that. That's what she's doing. I mean, I've been over 315 pounds at one point, and I know what it's like to, like, you just feel so insecure about a certain look, so, damn it, I'm going to give them what I, uh, I would do a radio program, and I'd always be, you know, shirt off, like, fat, <laughs> funny dude. You do these things, so she's probably doing that. It's a fascinating thing with her look, but I thought it was adorable. No? <laughs> it was. I don't know. 
York accent coming out now. And you I do was, a little bit. <laughs> no, I just, I didn't mind Hannah's look, but you guys all were like not having it. Oh, I mean, I don't know. It's something that she probably, we probably would have worn in the 90s, I want to say. And it, it was a size too small. It almost seemed like it was a jumper. I thought it was a one piece. I thought until, it was a one piece too. It, it, it was a one piece. It's a two piece. No, it's a two it was she two. tied that's it. How, that's how her role came oh, out. Oh, that's right. No, but I thought it just had a split, that Mm-mm. it was a one piece in the back. I think it is a one oh, piece. Oh, no. In the it's back. a one piece in the back because when she's and putting it her, opens. it just opens in the front. The I think that's what it was. I'm like disgusting. The only thing we know for sure is it doesn't go well with those tattoos, boy. It does not go well with those tattoos. The patterns clash. And not to digress from the storyline, but her tattoos are ridiculous. I would love to know what she was thinking when she got them. Okay, since we're talking about clothes, <laughs> we will get to the situation later. But she looks so good wearing men's clothing, like long sweaters. Yes. She looked really sexy. Like you need to wear more clothes like that. She looked, <laughs> no, no, she looked and, and she looked really like she looked amazing. Like just, when they cover just enough of her, like it, it like we had talked about it, it accentuates her body. Mm-hmm. She has an hourglass figure. Oh, she looks stunning. Mm-hmm. She if she would wear different clothing, I mean, she does it for the character. I get it, but I know we're, we're ragging on her. But she looks so good. And in, mm-hmm. in those sweaters that we'll get to later, but when she was wearing them, I was just like, "Wow, damn, Annie, you look good." Yeah. She can, she can, you know. And she's not an, you know, an unattractive girl. It's just kind of the, the things that she puts herself in, mm-hmm. the way she fixes herself up sometimes on purpose, on purpose. But when she's, I think when she has no makeup and is a little bit more casual is when I think she looks the best. Mm-hmm. Like even that in the episode where Adam came over and they were kind of fighting and she called the police, I think she kind of, she looks really mm-hmm. cute there with no makeup <laughs> and her hair pulled back. Like it wasn't so, you know, trying too hard. I think she has a nice natural look. And that's my point with the shock value. She mm-hmm. is, is she's trying too hard mm-hmm. to fit something that Whatever it is in this little world that she lives in in her head. But can I? We know we keep talking about. But okay, her mind though. Like if she dresses normal and average, then she's not as cute as the hot girls. Maybe this is why she does it. No, absolutely. There's definitely a reason for it in her mind because she definitely needs it for this the path that she's on in life because she doesn't really fit into any certain category right. and that's why. Crotch eating shorts it is. <laughs> <laughs> but she well, can rock a t-shirt. She can rock yeah. a t-shirt. Yeah. Well, let's, let's too, yeah. yeah, well, and let's talk about, we meet a new character in this episode. Yes. We What's do. The neighbor. The neighbor comes over to Grumpy's. Man, as they hot, put in the uh, Hot neighbor. <laughs> All I gotta say is young man. He comes over to Grumpy's, asks to talk to the manager, Ray, and says that he's upset because somebody's dumping their trash in his trash can. And Ray flips out and just is very unprofessional, you know, doesn't at all want to help this guy. They have this kind of, you know, argument back and forth. And we could tell that Ray's got a lot on his mind. He doesn't want to be nice to anybody. He's totally Mr. Grumpy. Well, He's not a good listener. I think that... to Ray, he's one of those people that kind of breaks down things logically, and we see that in his conversations with Shoshana, even though they're very fa- kind of out there. He is he can't rationally wrap his head around why the, his trash would be in this guy's trash can. He's like not really getting it, and he doesn't want to accept. It. He's like, we have our own dumpster. Why would why would I why would my trash be over there? But he doesn't even want to try to help. Like as a manager, he's not performing any type of customer service. He's not even a- saying not even just to appease this guy. He's not even saying. Let me ask my employees and see if maybe for some reason I train this, them all professionally. This happened. No, he, he's very defensive, <laughs> and there's no way this one. <laughs> who was very difficult to train. <laughs> but he doesn't even want to try to help him. So um, the customer gets frustrated, takes yeah. off and leaves. And I like how he says, "I thought I could just talk to you about this and be neighbor to neighbor." And Ray's like, "Oh, neighbor to neighbor, we we sit around, cup each other's balls, and sing kumbaya, <laughs> crack a cold one, yeah. and hang out by the fence." 
Well, then he brought up, he's like, well, fine, you know, like, I know, I know you've had concert here after hours, and, you know, you don't have a liquor license, and you're selling beer and wine. Mm-hmm. And he's like, well, what are you going to do with that information? He's like, well, I'm going to, you know, talk about it now and bring it up. He's like, and there was a cop there. I don't care. But, like, the guy was trying to fight back with his ammo. Right. Mm-hmm. And Ray still, it had Ray just, like you, like you had said, Kelly, had Ray just listened to him and been like, all right, I'll look into it. Not done anything, but looked into it. Maybe asked Hannah, he would have found out. You well, know, and at one point, she al- she almost tried to say something, and then Ray kind of like cut her off and was mm-hmm. like, "Hey, we could talk about this all day," and just kind of stormed off and was like, "I don't know how to satisfy you. I don't know what you want me to do." When he could have simply said, "Let me ask around. I I, I don't really understand how that's possible, but I'll, I'll take a look and and see, and we'll you know try to make sure that doesn't happen." Again. I think if Ray would have stopped for a minute and let Hannah talk, we would have found out very quickly it was Hannah because she was ready to fess up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Well, at the point when she said this is a toxic work environment, in order to leave the job. Mm-hmm. I felt like that was a cop out. I like, why don't you just confess? All right, so this is my question. Do you think that maybe she saw Mr. Hottie Hottie Pants and was kind of doing this to stalk him? Ah, maybe. she is kind of crazy. She's never had her own trash can. So. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I personally, I mean, I don't, I don't see her being that clever, but maybe. I don't know. I think she felt guilty about it because she didn't realize that somebody would actually get that upset about it. And I think it was more guilt. But the fact that she did get weird, like mm-hmm. as her character does, and say, this is a toxic environment, I'm out. Eh. I thought she just used it as an excuse to get the day off early. I well, think I mean, it was an excuse to go talk to the guy. Well, she definitely doesn't like to work, so right. I think any <laughs> excuse to get out of it. You yeah, know, work in Hannah, they just don't They don't. Her. They absolutely don't. <laughs> they are not in Urban Dictionary. <laughs> they do not exist. <laughs> But, Does she go oh, ahead? No. no, I was just gonna say, like, I thought the neighbor handled himself handled himself very well and Ray was definitely out of line. Yeah. And, you know, in real life the neighbor could have complained to the owner and the owner could have come down really, really heavy on Ray for just a bunch of different reasons mm-hmm. that the neighbor brought up, you know, selling alcohol, et cetera, and all these things and mm-hmm. It could have, like you had said, you guys, it could have easily been solved. And I mean, that's kind of like a lesson learned, just kind of sit back and listen and if you at least appease someone it settles a situation. You know? but, it, but it seems pretty real, though. I mean, I feel like I've seen some experiences where, you know, it was a, a bed uh, shop or whatever. I bought my bed at a place. And the, the people were, were completely wrong. And it didn't matter. They defended the crap out of their story. That's kind of <laughs> how Ray did. Ray was like, I don't care what you're going to tell me right. about what we do after mm-hmm. hours. And I don't care what you're telling me about what I did wrong. I'm right. Mm-hmm. And that's just, it was, I thought that was kind of fun to watch. Because I keep seeing that happen over <laughs> and over. Is that a New York thing? I, I mean, I'm not dogging it. But I do feel like I've seen that it's a couple times. Though. How you feel? How you feel? <laughs> I feel wonderful. You get more bees with honey than you do vinegar. And right. at that age, they don't quite get that. Although Ray should get that by 33. But I don't think that's it managing. has anything to do with how... I don't think that's a normal way he would have handled the situation. I think he has a lot going on with his issue with where being that's, kind of out, yeah. of out of a place to live. Yeah. The situation with Shoshana and feeling like he's a loser. And he's at this coffee shop and he just is in a bad mood all the way around. So I think he reacted on that, not necessarily he, what was happening. He, he simply didn't want to handle the situation. Well, so he like, wanted it to be done quick, and that what he did, how he acted, was the fastest way to handle it. Yeah, mm-hmm. but I feel like he was defensive in that he knew that there was a possibility that it was one of his employees, but because he's very stubborn and egotistical, I felt like he just was going to stand his ground, not because he felt like he was wrong, but just because he only cares about his thoughts and opinion. I don't think that, I think that he pro- possibly knew that it was Hannah. I don't know. I mean, maybe. 
I don't know. I just don't think he felt like the like addressing it with her. I don't think he felt like addressing it at all. That's just my opinion. Like I just don't think he wanted to deal with it at all. I don't even think he gave it two seconds a thought. In his mind, it was like, dude, we have our own dumpster. I don't know why this would be happening. So I don't know what to tell you and be over it. He's got too much going on in his own head. (laughs) He He tried to suck it. Get out. You know, he doesn't want to deal with it. I don't know. But what do you guys think? Do you think Ray is brokenhearted and feeling bad, and that's why he kind of had a little freak out? Please go to iTunes. Go to our podcast. It's free. Rate and comment and tell us what you think. We love to hear your thoughts and opinions. And also you can do it on YouTube. And there are tons of other shows, too. So tell your friends. And uh, make sure to give us five stars. Thanks. (laughs) Appreciate that. (laughs) So Hannah goes to visit Joshua. Joshua. We have to make sure you say Joshua. Joshua. Josh. Joshua. <laughs> but she goes She goes over there to kind of sort of apologize, which I thought was very cool of her to confess. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's forget the fact that he's like amazingly gorgeous and dreamy. <sighs> um, and that she refers to him as possibly being the next like Ted Bundy. But she still goes inside of his house. And he winds up, you know, serving her drinks. And then they well, wind no, up Well, no, he conversing. asks her if she wants lemonade. I think that's a very important fact. Why is that he, Because he doesn't offer her water. He doesn't offer her soda. He doesn't offer her, like, a drink. He offers her lemonade, which is very unusual to me for, well, a, a, for a guy to though. have. It, is, it, is it summer? No. No, it looked like it was very summer yeah. in New York. That it was, everything was green. I don't know. It was, I just, and, like, a hot older guy to offer someone le- to lemonade, I just thought was kind of interesting. It's a very old-fashioned southern mm-hmm. thing to do. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, come to my house. Let me make you some lemonade. Yeah. Or, or, or maybe he's trying tea. to make lemonade you know, out of lemons. Oh, oh, very well written. You know, maybe. But (laughs) he had had a carton of lemonade that he had offered her. And I just thought that that was such a unique thing. Like, the fact that he offered her lemonade out of everything he could have offered her, he offers her lemonade. I just thought it was, like, the next step above water to be like, hey, I have a drink for you, but it's not alcohol. And it's a nice, and it's a hot summer day. You walked over. It's going, like you had said, the tea, it's going to relax you, et cetera. Mm -hmm. I don't know. It's just, I don't, for an East Coast an East Coast thing. It's, it doesn't seem like it's something that you would off, you know, just offhand offer someone. There was a whole Lemonade. lot of random stuff that was going yeah. on in this, <laughs> in well, this she, episode. She wasn't wrong about any of it, though. He's clean. He's handsome. I mean, he's definitely attractive. She kind of laid the moves on him, which I was proud of her for, too. Because I would have done the same thing. I would have just passionately kissed him in the middle of like <laughs> my said, apology. I think she was stalking him. I think she's seen yeah. him several times and she liked even though she fights the idea of having that kind of life, mm. I think I think she saw something very shiny and an opportunity to make, to maybe even write a story about a sexit. Oh. Well, that's why oh. that's why I really loved uh, the beginning and the end of this of um, when she left and came from his house mm-hmm. because you did see her walk across the street and it gave you um, I don't use the word waiting to exhale moment of course not that but it gave you this like okay I'm across the street I'm about to do this or whatever like yeah. she was going she was going for her shiny quarter and yeah. we well got she to rang see, the doorbell and yeah. but then she walks away. It, it was, yeah, she was hesitant. What was going to happen was she was dev- mm-hmm. that plan was devised, and it was going to happen the way it was. She, however else you break it down, what she had to say first and lemonade. No, she was going to be on the bedroom floor doing what she had to do. Well, what do you think about her story <laughs> well, about liking the thrill of putting trash in someone else's trash can? Well, I don't. <laughs> that I was goofy. That. She's goofy. Because her story though, when she started, like she walked in, and that's when she got nervous because she's like, "Oh, great, he is dreamy. He's hot. He's got a house. Yeah. He's got everything set. Now I have to fess up." And when she started fessing up, you know. She admitted, yeah, I, I'm the reason I lost the key. And, you know, she explained, you, you saw my boss, how upset he gets. That's why I can't explain that I lost the key. And then the thrill, I kind of, it, it, I wouldn't believe it from anybody else but her, to be honest with you. Because uh, you know, I can picture her throwing trash and laughing and running away. And Let's not forget the fact that she's 24 and doesn't really know how to talk to people. 
that's an age where you walk a fine line. Not everyone at that age knows how to have a conversation, especially with a guy that's 42. It's like, okay, I've been stalking you. (laughs) Dr. Joshua. You know, I've been stalking this guy. He's really hot. Now I'm in his house. I don't know what to say. So she's like fumbling for conversation. And the only logical thing that she can come up with is the fact that it was a thrill for her. Why is it a thrill? Because, you know, she she didn't want to get caught by him, but she wanted to kind of... I think she was stalking him. So you think I that believe she, she was saying? I think she really believed what she was saying. I yeah. think she really saw the thrill in it. And as someone who has put trash in other people's trash cans, I understand <laughs> the thrill. <laughs> of did not wait why? Putting, because I didn't have a big enough dumpster at my own house, so I took it to a restaurant and I used the restaurant trash cans, which you're not supposed to do. So I unloaded all of my. You know, when you move, you have a bunch of trash. So I left all of the trash in dumpsters, but I left like I immediately like skirted off because I don't want to be fined or get in trouble. It's not necessarily a thrill that I'm proud of, but it is like a seat of your pants kind of moment. I left a full bench in the middle of a street in New York when we were driving a production truck. So, yeah, it's a thrill. See? But, well, but it's like dangerous. It You're not, up, it's a no-no. Picked up in five minutes, though. But You're yeah. not supposed to leave trash, uh, you know, if it's not uh, your business or home. Ours came back to get us. We were moving growing up, and we said we'd get the trash. And then we were going to get it the next day. The guy who moved into the house, it was like a really tight move. He threw the trash away at a neighboring apartment complex. They called and were going to fine. Like, it's a $200, $300 fine. Wow. My mom was livid. Oh, I've never seen my mom cuss or go off. Sorry, (laughs) mom. But I have never seen her. Anyway, yeah, so like you had said, it's kind of, we didn't have that rush. We had, like, got to get the stuff out because we're going to get, like, a major fine. (laughs) But I think she was serious. I think she really Mm -hmm. was like, well, I was getting a kick out of it. I don't think that she expected him to be as attractive and fine as he was until he walked into the coffee shop. And then she was like, oh, yeah, I'm stalking you now. Maybe she was dream building because she's like the brownstones and wanting to move up, like in a sense, like dumping trash and kind of getting out of her environment. I don't know. Because I don't think she knew him before he walked into the car. I didn't see any kind of recognition on her face when he came in. I don't think she had seen him before then. I think that she kind of was intrigued by him after he came in and the altercation that he had with Ray. Yeah. And I think she really felt bad for the way that Ray treated him, mm-hmm. and she wanted to fess up and see him again. Yeah. What do yeah. you think about the kiss? Hey, good for her. Uh, she well written scene. I would have mm-hmm. written him into my scene too, like I said before. <laughs> like great move on your part. <laughs> you could feel the kind of tension there that it was kind of awkward. He didn't really want her to go when she was about to leave and give him the glass back. He kept the conversation going, mm-hmm. so he wanted her to stay there. You know, he's the one that kind of brought her back into the kitchen to keep talking about this thrill of throwing out the trash. But we come to find out that he's going through a divorce because he didn't give his wife enough attention and she's in San Diego right now. So I Mm -hmm. also think that he's vulnerable and taking advantage of this opportunity to get his mind off of whatever pain he might be going through. Because in his right mind, I don't think that he would mess with Hannah. Maybe, but he's also 42, separated, and, you know, it's kind of one of those things that sometimes it's the cliche that older guys kind of like the young innocence and something to take their mind off because it's not so serious. It's also the fact that, you know, as a 42-year-old man who is going through this situation, a younger girl is going to be a little bit more needy of his company. Mm. Then mm-hmm. his wife probably was because his wife bounced back to San Diego. Like, I don't need you. Mm-hmm. So he's liking the, oh, she changed my place. She's giving me attention. She's being honest about what she did. And even though it makes no sense and she's reaching, you know, she's she's putting this effort out there that she 
can be there. It was like since it wasn't as serious for him because he has the real, you Mm -hmm. know, wife situation, he was able to utilize her and have fun with her, but not take it to some type of depth. What did you think about the, like, the sex scene when they were going into it in the bedroom and above the bed, speaking of his wife? Didn't that look like a picture or a painting of his wife? We'd mentioned that. It and looked like it could possibly be his wife. Maybe, or like an old movie scene. I, was I thought it actress. was an old movie scene. I thought it was an actress. But that is a random piece of art to have in your bedroom. Mm-hmm. It, that, maybe the hallway, maybe the living room, but your bedroom above your bed, your where a you, woman when is you get it cracking. Yeah, it's like, also very bad feng shui. You're yeah. supposed to have two people <laughs> in pairs. Yeah, oh, okay, for good it to be one in pairs. But I did, I did think that. Um, the begging of him, I love that. As a girl, I love the fact that he obliged her request. She said, make me feel like you really want me to stay. Beg me. Beg me so that I believe it. I love the fact that he actually did that. I thought mm-hmm. that that was so sweet. Because sometimes, you know, as girls, we just want our ego stroked and to be comforted. Or just oblige us. And he did exactly that to get her to stay. Well, mm-hmm. because she was going to pull a sex it. Like, going back to the very beginning, she's like, peace, I'm going to go. You know, it's Give fine. Space. And then he's like, No, Let's but stay. that's not a sex it, though. Because that's not well, in the middle of sex. Maybe in her version. Yes. like uh, uh, No, but her version of was, let's hook up. Well, no, but like another. Ver- Gosh, jeez, knocked out <laughs> no, all my but theories. It's, I'm sorry, but it's, <laughs> Not but the it Urban Dictionary version, but like when she made it. No, I do. When she made it back for. Sorry. I thought it was really funny though. The first time before they went upstairs to to the bedroom and they mm-hmm. had sex in the kitchen and wound up somehow in the living room and we saw her awkwardly put on the half onesie. <laughs> God, and I've seen he still. She knew his name, but he still did not know her name. I like that I she told him to too. guess, and then he picked up the name Daisy. She's like, gosh, she, I wish I can was see Daisy. her as a Daisy. Really? Yeah. With those clothes, yeah. <laughs> exactly, that's what I was thinking. She's but hey, those clothes get her laid. We should all be wearing clothes like that. <laughs> that's true, seriously. Like, well, you thought he, you, you didn't, I, we all were like, oh, he's so attractive. You didn't agree with us. You're like, no. Nah. I thought he was good. He was definitely a good looking older yeah. guy. Yeah. yeah. He's like a shirt he's, off. It grew on me. undeniably <laughs> hot. Me. Yeah, there's something very sexy about exactly. Patrick Wilson. Now, the walking him through, do you think that that was something he liked? Because obviously his wife left him. Maybe she didn't walk him through because he didn't get it. He didn't get what? Didn't do what? Like, like when Hannah walked him through, um, hey, tell me to stay. Tell me this. Tell me that. Like, beg me to stay. Do you think that was something that, like, the reason he played along with? Because Mm. he didn't get it with his wife. Like, he he said, I ignored her. I did things that caused her marriage to fail. I just did simple things. And maybe that's why he's like, I'll play this game. He said something interesting when they were outside barbecuing. And it's the fact that when she starts probing him about his wife, he's like, she's like, well, aren't you like lonely or something like that? And he's like, it comes and goes in waves. Mm-hmm. I think that this, he's probably been lonely for a little bit. He's a doctor, so he's working a lot. And here comes this hot little 20 something who's going to totally put out and just not really ask too many questions. Hell, I just banged her and didn't even really know her name. I- and she wanted to leave. I asked her to stay. She's not clingy. You know, she totally leave when she needs to, to give mm-hmm. me my space, yeah. as she put it. So it's a great situation, at least for right now. I thought it was adorable, though, that she fainted in the shower and that he came to her rescue. At that moment, he was playing the savior role. He was getting, I think, uh, some of his needs met as well as far as being able to take care of her. But when she flipped it and started just providing way too much information that let him see, she's a little kooky. I don't think that she knew when she was in the shower I didn't think she realized that she was turning on the steam room. And I don't know if you guys have ever been in a shower <laughs> like that. She kept pushing the buttons, She remember? kept pushing the no, buttons. No, but she did the, like kind of like this with her hands, like to see where, cause where it was coming out. I thought she knew. I think she just did it too much, like overdid it. Yeah. I think she was just playing around and overdid it. I thought she kind of knew, but I don't know. Maybe she did it. 
<laughs> I don't know. I like how she said that she felt like a gummy worm for seven minutes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but he did come and rescue her, which is cute. But it also goes back to the kind of character that she is. To you know, you can't just take a normal shower. Just doesn't know how to take a normal shower. He needs to sit there and steam for well, a while. I like that they finally <laughs> took a shower because now they've had sex three times before this situation. Yeah. yeah. Ping pong table? The ping pong table. Now that was oh. a hot scene. Ooh. Yeah. That was spicy certified. That was definitely <laughs> spicy Topless certified. ping pong? <laughs> I wasn't crazy about the topless ping pong, although with the right person in the right situation, I don't know. I, yeah, I guess it, it could work if you're attracted to Is somebody. that on a bucket list now, everyone? Bucket list? Should we have <laughs> ping pong? But I totally. love the way that they both have their shirts off, but I feel like she really emphasizes this nudity in every single episode to make us feel uncomfortable so that we can get comfortable with the real-life body that she has. I think she does it on purpose to strike a nerve with us. Thomas said something interesting, and he was like, I like the fact that she... Was it? She hasn't gotten anything done to her body, and it's exactly oh, that to be comfortable. Mm-hmm. No work done. Yeah. <laughs> because she's, I said I would she, if I was her, though. Because she she puts her body out there. She obviously knows she doesn't have the model figure, and it it goes against everything that the U.S. says a woman should be. That's right. in magazines, etc. And she's like, "This is who I am. This is my body," which is probably about like ninety two point three percent of women. Yeah, she, boobs, lipo. She could have had all that done, but she has chosen not to. And you know? she has a great body. Like honestly, she has a great body. If she were to like seriously just work out and tone up, no one seriously. She has a great figure. Like or, she has an hourglass. She she is very sexy. All, all she has to do is wear a panty size a little bit. Bigger, so that way she's not pinching and not granny. Yeah. yeah, I mean, granny panties are cute. Don't they? Get me could wrong. be like they the boy be. shorts and mm-hmm. stuff. Yeah, but it's her her choice and how she puts herself together. She's wearing things that are too small. Mm-hmm. And you know what? I like the fact that she's putting it out there that no woman is perfect. Body image nowadays has become so over the top. Oh my god! With mm-hmm. people and your appearance and how you look and how much weight you gain and you know and people are so brutal and so quick to criticize Obsessed. and point the finger. Yeah, I love that she's honest about it. This is me and. This is what a lot of people are, and that's it. Deal with it. And she had that sexy next. Sorry, once she had that sexy next day look though. When she was again, it's just like when you're when you're when she's wearing the man's clothes and she's dressed like she had that confidence. Yeah, she had that glow. But she again, she orgasm glow. Yeah, and she (laughs) she did ask her to make her come, but (laughs) she told him that was interesting scene when she flipped it when Mm -hmm. because I. As a woman, you know, we want to please him, you know, a man. But she was like, no, I want you to make me come. I thought that was a very empowering moment for her. And he mm-hmm. did it. And I think that's him trying to fill the role that he never did for his wife. Mm. And him, like, coming full circle. I didn't even pick circle. up on that. You're right. He had the issues where he neglected the wife mm-hmm. or whatever. I mean, I didn't even pay attention. To and I think for that. her, she was kind of learning a little bit how to get pleased versus pleasing someone else. Right. Which he did she, so long for Adam. Do mm-hmm. you think she was living in this grown-up fantasy for just that yeah. The, the oh, day, this episode. She was playing into the fantasy. We like, what that. would it be like if I if I went absolutely opposite of Adam? Op, ap, you know, just opposite of what she normally would do to see what that experience would feel like. Because well, she was showing herself the lifestyle even after he left. Like, she was giving herself yeah. what it would be like, yeah. Quick question. When she started breaking down and crying because she was like, I want to be happy. This is great. This is what I want. Do you think, like... You know, she was obviously breaking down, realizing things she wants and never realized before. Do you think it was also part of her pushing him away because everyone does that to her? I think this like is being young her and immature, selfish, immature. I need your attention. Moment. Yeah. Okay. I kind or, of disagree with that. I think that it was. You got to remember, this is a young. 
and and one thing I want to say real quick is everybody on Twitter thinks this episode was whack. Nobody, you know, what? a lot of people don't like it. That's what I'm seeing right now is a lot of people don't like it. They don't get it. It was awkward. It was weird. And it was way too Hannah centric. What I think this was, at least for me, the way that I took it is this was a very looking she looking at herself in the mirror kind of moment for mm-hmm. her character. All the things we talk about about her being selfish and not understanding that her life is already a story. She was kind of coming to that realization that she doesn't she she wants this certain life. She wants these certain things and the reason why she didn't think she wanted it is because she thought in order to be this great writer she had to live these certain experiences and let people just be go you know trash her and do whatever they want to her and she just was this temple that anybody could just do whatever they wanted and right. this was going to give her that experience to write these amazing stories which it hasn't and it's taken a lot out of her. She doesn't know how to just stop, take a breath and live and for this day she did. And that was the deep part for me, being so young and realizing. But then as she's talking about it and it's coming out of her mouth, again, here's the selfish 24-year-old that comes right. back out. Well, I feel like, and we'll discuss this later in predictions, but I feel like this was like a life-changing episode for her, like you said. Like, mm-hmm. this is definitely going to, re- like, the next, this is definitely going to resonate in her relationships in life, her job, and everything. I think that this this is a prime example of the struggle in your 20s where you girls just want to have fun but at the same time we have been instilled with this fantasy unrealistic marry prince charming have kids lifestyle and it's a battle that I mean I know I have fought in the past and hell in my 30s I still fight I'm like do I want to get married or do I want to you know live a little and have more experiences so it's that love hate of doing what's right and what's what you're supposed to do versus what you're not supposed to do and she's not supposed to you know get married at 24 and have the happy life she's supposed to be wild and partying which is what her stories are all about and the experiences that she's supposed to experience for everyone else by the way mm-hmm. and I don't think she gets that we all even though she's the one having this experience and she's going to write about it. We all have those experiences. She's just the only one that's going to be vocal about it. And it's that it's a, it's that battle. It's it's do I want to settle down or do I not? Well, I think the sad part about it is this was a very very important experience in her life and I don't think she's going to write about this because she doesn't understand it. Mm-hmm. She's going to go off and do something whacked out, right. get crazy and write about that versus this, which is an actual coming like living your 20s and coming to terms with yourself story right here and she just doesn't get it. Or do you think this is her way of realizing I don't need to push for experiences they just happen and I can write about those. Well I don't think like, that, but that's the point. I don't think she understands that yet. Like that's what I'm hoping like she, she did, gets. Though. But she goes back and says I'm living all these experiences for everybody else after that first moment. Then she turns it around. I feel like Fiona Apple. I'm not crazy. I just want to feel everything. And she says if, to, if anything I'm smarter more <laughs> sensitive and then she goes back and then he's trying to relate to her well no that's different because you let things happen this stuff just happens to me and I don't know what to do he was trying to share with her and Mm -hmm. I think both of them were providing an escape from reality for each other but at Mm -hmm. the moment when she got so self involved I think that snapped him back into reality and mm, this is not what I really signed up for yeah he totally checked out and realized okay this is a 24 year old I'm over it yeah it was fun the fantasy (laughs) fantasy is done I'm over this these are you know these are actual real feelings that she's going through that I think everybody in their early 20s kind of fights with as you said do I go down this path that society has given us that this is what we're supposed to do we're supposed the goal is fall in love get married have a family and if you get to have a career on the side woohoo but that's not the goal she wants to do the opposite she 
wants to be successful. She wants to be this writer. So yeah. she's always fighting these feelings of wanting to get married and have a family because that's like, bleh, I don't want to do that. And I can totally relate to that because in my yeah. 20s, I felt the same way. I come from a small town in Texas. I didn't want to be barefoot and pregnant. I wanted to have a different life. So I completely pushed that side away. I definitely appreciated the mm-hmm. fact that she had, she discovered happiness on the on this episode or discovered that she is allowed to want or it. want it, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, when you talk about being 20 and going through those things, I feel like even within my personal life, it's like I'm doing all that now. So even if the show, as Twitter was saying, it wasn't that great, it was very meaningful. And, if it, mm-hmm. you know, it connected, I felt. So I, I could appreciate all the dialogue and, and her going through it. I mean, because it does happen and, and it was pivotal. Well, She's going to be a different well, girl this altogether. Is, this is going to change. I, I really feel She's this is going to change the progression of the show. Like, that's why it just focused on her because the outcome of this is going to change everything in her relationship with everyone and the story of the show. That's why it was so focused on her, which may have bored some people, but I think it was it was pivotal to just it's showcase so this because yeah. it, this show is mainly about her life and people in it. Right. And this is a major life altering event. However, she decides to deal with it, whether she decides to accept it or half ass accept it and half move forward. We'll we'll see in the I, next episode. Something will definitely. And change. I love the way she was talking about. I gotta appease everyone, you know. Mm-hmm. Else, it's like she's appeasing everyone else because she's not worrying about validating her own life. And I thought that was just, you know, she definitely has this weird kind of push and pull when it comes to her confidence. Mm-hmm. Because when they're having sex in the bedroom and he tells her she's beautiful and she kind of gets shy and is like, "Really, you think so?" And he tells her, "Don't you?" And she stops for a second. And she says, "Well, yeah, but that's usually not the feedback that I'm given." So she kind of mm-hmm. struggles with that. And then when she has the breakdown and she cries, we see a very insecure moment when she doesn't like his reaction to it. Someone just tweeted and said that, you know, that he, when she had that moment mm-hmm. and and made it all about her and mm-hmm. kind of went off into, mm-hmm. a, like, mm-hmm. you know, cloud nine, that he he was terrified. He had a very terrified yeah. look on his mm-hmm. face. He's going to go to work the next day, yeah. You know, I mean, who says that after sex? Like, oh, no, come here, baby. You think about work the morning of, not at that moment. And it was a ter- I think that it was a terrifying interaction for the both of them. You know, here she is. She's having to face reality. And he's like, what the hell did I just get myself into? Well, mm-hmm. and he used his work, which maybe he used with his wife, his ex-wife. Like, oh, I got to go to work to- in the morning. He doesn't want to go to deal early, with the feelings. Which mm-hmm. he did with his wife. She didn't deal with New York. She didn't like it. And he's like, oh, I got to go to work. Sorry. Th- so he pushed her aside. I just think the self-sabotage aspect of what she was sort of doing, it was bad or whatever as, as long as she could learn from it that's really yeah. I mean, because it does happen I mean you go through these everybody so. does but we it also, we also saw her insecurity when afterwards she sees that she just rambled 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 and now he's giving a little bit of a pull and she's like well don't you want to kiss me she immediately went back to the sex thing mm-hmm. she went back to the affection like uh, so you don't want to kiss me and he's like of course I do and he gave her just like a peck but that peck didn't lead to more sex. Right. He left. And the fact that she woke up in the morning still in her robes. Right. We know that nothing happened that night. They, they, it was definitely the, this whole fantasy and this easiness was gone. And what did she say? She said something along the lines like, I, you, I know one little thing about this and you know every little thing about this. But. Oh, she says, you didn't share with me. I just, I, you, you basically forced me to open up and share all my feelings. And when I asked you about your, you know, your marriage, you said like two things. And she, was, so she pointed that out. But my thing is like, was she also acknowledging that she needs to be more oh, like listening of the, of, of, she needs to ask questions. I'm wondering, right. she, she, she said it, but she didn't get it, huh? She still no, didn't get it. I don't think she still, she never, <laughs> she don't get in it. that whole monologue, she never stops and asks him anything. The whole situation is about, even when he says, when I was nine years old, I let a guy get, like, a boy give me a handjob, that she doesn't even acknowledge that. Oh, mm-hmm. well, that's different because you let him. 
She doesn't even she, stop and talk about it. Right, it's right, all right. about wow. her. And that's what I'm saying. Personalizing for, it. Oh. For a split second when she was crying, she was having that epiphany and that realization of things that she wants. And then automatically, as she keeps talking and going through these things in her head, it circles all the way back around to everything's about me. Nobody else matters. I'm the only one that matters. I'm the only one that's ever gone through this. I'm just smarter. I'm just this. I have all these feelings for everybody. And it's just I mean, so overwhelming. I mean, the wall, the Great Wall of China wasn't built in a day. So I think, like, <laughs> <laughs> I think it's 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 a give and take with her. I really think yeah. it resonated, but sometimes it's hard to accept reality or accept the truth. Just like the morning, you know, she and I, I, you know she woke up, she was by herself in bed. She went downstairs, made herself some toast with jam or whatever, and was just kind of sit, sitting there thinking. Um, I think it's definitely going to play out, but again, in Hannah, it's Hannah's time, and everyone deals with things differently. I did think it was interesting when she left the house that she took the trash out. Yeah, well, it yep. all comes around full, full circle. circle. Uh-huh. Yeah, for sure. And but she, that was her version yeah. of her sexit. Right. That was mm-hmm. her in her mm-hmm. idea what a sexit was, like a clean exit, you I, know, after I, sex. I just, I mean, it's that balance that she needs to get, which she hasn't really discovered, that she needs to grab that because she's insecurely arrogant. She's not arrogant. Yes. She's not, when she's, te- when she's saying, I'm this, 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 she almost, I'm a, in my opinion, she d- almost doesn't believe it. So she's insecurely mm-hmm. arrogant. So right. she's telling herself these things and telling you about why, oh, I am that good. But she, so to for, convince herself. I need, yes. And this is what I, okay, if Twitter said this wasn't the episode, I need Twitter to understand <laughs> that <laughs> Hannah, but she go, the balance is what we're going to grow and want to see as Absolutely. viewers of girls. I, I think it was a great episode. I like that was. it got mm-hmm. a little deeper and you kind of look, I mean, people are saying on here that it was too much sex, it was all awkward and everything, but isn't that what you do in your 20s? Mm-hmm. You cover things up with sex and partying mm-hmm. so you don't have to deal with anything and she, they kind of, each one of them kept going back and forth with it, mm-hmm. hence all the different sex that they were having, they'd have like a conversation, go to sex. They have a real, you know, this moment, go to sex. Do these things. Neither one of them wants to really be in the reality that they're each really in, so it's easier to be in this fantasy. And I think that's what you kind of do when you're going through these different phases of your life. So that's why I think it was super relatable. Yeah, it was I don't know. Episode. It wasn't as whack as you guys say, at least not to me. I loved it. Well, I, I it appreciated <laughs> being able to just focus in on Hannah as the star of the show and really just kind of get inside her brain and see her do something other than whatever it is that she wants to do, just stepping outside of the norm. Well, Absolutely. And it made it very unpredictable because I was waiting for them to cut to Marnie or cut to someone else, right. and they never did. and they never mm-hmm. did. And so I kind of liked it because it didn't fit the cookie-cutter format that shows oh. always fit. You know what, though? What it is is, and it's... The, she's a selfish character, and the show revolves around her. So it's one of those full circle things. Eventually, mm-hmm. we were going to have to see a sh- an episode like this, where it always comes down to her and her needs and how she's going to be living her life and her experiences. The other characters only are like pawns in the chess game with her. Yeah. True. I mean, so we'll see how it all plays out and how it happens, and if this you know experience will change how she deals with the other experiences in her life and make her kind of grow but a little. I do think that, um, in contrary to what you guys said, I do think that she saw this uh, experience as an example to have a story. Because she was way too excited when she said, oh, you're a married doctor? Awesome. I can check that off the list for what I can write about. I think I mean, that I excited so. her more. I, I hope it, I really hope that she that she, it will change the focus of that. I just think that it got a little too deep and a little too much. That she's I mean I hope I hope that she writes it in its true form. Mm-hmm. That she doesn't change it and make it something that it wasn't. You know, yeah. Anna likes the unattainable. Mm-hmm. And when he said that he was married, and Adam is a good example of that. When she couldn't have him, she wanted him more. Mm-hmm. And now she's got this guy who's random, who's all pissy about his trash. And she finds out that he's married. 
yet he's now unattainable to her, which makes her want him more. And that's why I think we saw that, you know, so much activity in sex because this was this was taboo for her. This is exciting for her. Yeah, I mean, we'll see kind of where it goes. You know what's really interesting, too? And if you really think about just how screenplays and everything goes, like, you will see a very hot woman, like, the remember the perfect figure that, like, the model? And you will see, like, a man that's not in shape, but you rarely see the other way around. Like that Bar Raphael very commercial? Like, yeah. Think about it. That's very interesting how this was done. Like, I've never yeah. seen that. Like, it's, oh, you, like you'll have TV two people or? that, yeah, on TV, you'll have mm-hmm. two people that may not be the best built or best fit, but you'll, it's rarely on the other foot. You'll have the guy that may not be, but the woman's always going to be a, a, a 12. Right, it was yeah, the sitcom. Leah Remini was, was hot, and then, the other, yeah, yeah. and then you had uh, Courtney Thorne, Smith, and Jim Belushi. Yeah, you're right. Very okay. interesting yeah. point. I, I kind of like Hannah, how they Hannah was cute, it, you know? and you know, in her body, whatever you see. We were talking about how we appreciate that she mm-hmm. hasn't changed up. Uh, I was just with friends the other day, and we were all kind of talking about how uh, Brian Williams' daughter, what's her name? What's oh, her name? How she's mm-hmm. like remarkably now, like ju- she just doesn't look. She looks like this actress, super skinny, and it's. Mm-hmm. I think some some girls fans are not enjoying her doing that. They liked the way she looked the first season. She's mm-hmm. now going to that non-normal. She looks plastic, all that type of deal. So um, we do think it's a good thing that Hannah does the keep, Hollywood cookie cutter. Yeah, yeah that's what, yeah. what what William's daughter did. So yeah, I mean, well. We'll see where it goes. I was happy with the episode. I, I hope it does have her character grow a little bit more. Of course, I don't think it's going to be overnight and mm-hmm. she's going to automatically wake up and her whole life's going to be different. Yeah. But I do hope that it at least changes something about the way she handles situations and maybe even the way she sees herself. An experience with perspective. Yeah. yeah. Two yeah. thumbs up. Learn from opinion. it. If she we'll learns from it, she's going to learn from it. I know. Well, I think we should just get into um, some predictions. Yeah, I Let's believe we should, yes. Yeah. Very exciting. And now, you're after Buzz. So, Miriam, go. All right. Um, <laughs> I think that we ha- this is not the last that we will see of Joshua. Really? I, I think that, oh, yeah. I think that it, it, he may not come quickly, but he will come again. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, hey, hey. <laughs> will she be attending? <laughs> yes. I think she will be attending. Um, so I think that's going to be an interesting, it's going to, I think it's going to play of her, doing this tug of war of what she should, what society wants her to do versus what she wants to do. And it's going to be that catch twenty, that double-edged sword. So mm-hmm. she's going to go back and forth with him. Um, as far as Jessa and Thomas John, that should be, we'll see how the divorce pre- proceedings go. <laughs> yeah, um, Marnie, I mean, I heard rumors that she may not be, she may be X'd out. So we'll see. Yeah, I don't know. What do you think, Ronnie? Um, I think, Though this experience that Hannah got is going to take some time for her to learn, but mm-hmm. some type of learning and growth will happen from it, and then it will give her maybe a clear direction of where she belongs. I don't know. I mean, it's she's just fun to watch for me. I, I look at <laughs> Hannah and I'm like, oh my gosh, I hope I didn't act that kind of way. Like she's she's really, she's <laughs> oh, really yeah. crazy. And so. you know that we all totally did <laughs> in <laughs> Do, some still. way, shape, or form <laughs> yeah. for sure. Yeah. So. <laughs> I, I would say, you know, my biggest thing is Shoshana and Ray. I want to see where that goes mm-hmm. and if Ray kind of just breaks down, like really is just like, I can't do this, or or she builds him up to like to move forward. I, that's the one that's going to interest me the most. Besides uh, Joshua and, <laughs> the, 
and Hannah, like, I really think that he will make an appearance. Maybe she tries to, like, blow him off or whatever. That I don't mean it to sound bad, but, like, kind of, you know, blow him off. And then, <laughs> nice. like, she's working at the coffee shop, and he shows up, and he's like, hey, you forgot about me. You need to dump your trash. I could see him totally being like, you want to take the trash for you? That would be cool. I originally, my prediction was that he was going to be done with the show, but after hearing both of your guys's, I kind of think that he is going to make a reoccurring uh, appearance. But I think that him and Adam are going to go at it. I think that Adam's mm-hmm. going to want you know, Hannah back in some way and Joshua is going to come into the picture and be a threat to Adam. And he is a threat because he's attractive and Adam is very uh, superficial. So I think that that's going to make him want Hannah even more when he sees that she had this amazing experience with him. And he's successful. Yes, yeah, exactly. and he has a life she wants. She realizes she now mm-hmm. would like to have. Or wouldn't or, want to or, live in a brownstone. Or will Hannah? So are we saying he's coming back to Hannah, or Hannah's going back to him? I think oh. he's going to come to Hannah. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, well, my thing, <laughs> I what I would think would happen, just kind of knowing her character a little bit, is that she's going to run into him somewhere, and it's going to be very awkward, mm. and then it'll kind of go from there. But I don't. I, I agree. I don't think that he's done. But I can see her acting really awkward, running into him. You know. Just somewhere at a with Adam, and Adam could punch him. I could see something like that. I mean, maybe it's crazy enough on the show to do that. I don't know. I'll be surprised if he actually comes back looking for her, though. But you know, he may. He's in a very vulnerable place too, so we'll see. And I do. I definitely am interested to see what happens with Shoshana and Ray and this whole Booth Jonathan thing and Marnie. Like, I'm already over it. Like, I just, I don't know. I'm not excited about that. He wants. You know, we saw from the previews he wants her to be his hostess. I, I mean, what that's is? His I, I don't know. That's, that's his weird too. foreplay. I know. That's we'll so see odd. what happens with them. I don't know. But Ronnie, thank you so much for stopping by and hanging out Yay. with us. We miss you so much. Thank you. Tell everybody where they can find you. Uh, find me on my website, randomlyronniejr.com, where I will like Instagram like crazy uh, <laughs> from from all these locations, practically in New York, and then just uh, telling my own little story on my site too. So very yeah. nice. Yeah. So I've had to have experiences also, like <laughs> Hannah, so I could tell stories as well. You're the real life so, Hannah. Yeah, I'm oh. like Hannah. I'm gonna, I need to get it together. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Awesome, awesome. Well, thanks again, guys, and we'll see you all next week. You can um, make sure to follow us at After Buzz TV. Go to iTunes. Subscribe to the podcast. And also, if you go to AfterBuzzTV.com, you can get your very own AfterBuzzTV mugs and all kinds of cool gear. There's sweaters and fun stuff. So please make sure to do that. And you can follow me at Kelly with an IE 079. You can hit it and quit it. <laughs> oh! At Thomas Guy. T-O-M-A-S-G-U-I-D-E. How do you like that, Mari? You can play with my Twitter at Spicy underscore Mari. Or you can go to my website at SpicyLife.com. Thomas, it's more like a navigating like Thomas Guide. Can navigate hey, right. over there. You can find me on Twitter, Miriam Mel Gonzalez. Wow. Oh, wow, yes. Until next week, guys. Time to go Mimi's. <laughs> Executive producers Maria Manunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff. We would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principal.